I have been involved in over a thousand car flips over the years. During the first 90 episodes of Flipping Genius, I have shared what I know, what I just learned, and anything else I could think of to help our listeners make more money the right way, the legal way, flipping cars. The past couple weeks, I've been conjuring up a plan to where we need to go next. Flippers, I am 61 years old and I have done a lot of things, made a lot of money, and even helped a lot of people over those years. I didn't do it by limiting myself to one focus ever. I have always kept my head on a swivel and looked for opportunities that could take whatever I was involved in to the next level. And that is what I have planned for for Flipping Genius. I'll tell you more about this later, but for now, (laughs) I want to let you know that it will involve two of my son Alex's favorite words. Whenever he was telling us a story, he'd say, and then, and the one thing you knew was that after Alex said, and then, the world was about to be flipped on its side and changes were coming that you absolutely were not anticipating. And then. If you buy and sell cars for a profit, or you want to, you're in the right place. This is the Flipping Genius Podcast. I am your host, Randy Lee. I've been flipping cars most of my life, despite having almost zero mechanical skill. For the past dozen years or so, I've been a licensed used car dealer in the great state of Alabama. No matter what the topic, the number one goal of this podcast is to help our listeners make more money. Let's get to it, flippers. Be persistent. Be persistent. Most of you know I I walk for exercise, and I've been doing a lot of it with this COVID-19 crap that I've had to get through. Um, and I, I thank you for all your prayers and, and people who reached out and wished me well. I'm doing I'm doing good. And my sweet, wonderful wife is improving. Uh, she actually got uh, uh, pneumonia and it's been really rough, as has uh, my mother-in-law. But they are fighting through. And I thank you for all your prayers and uh, well wishes. And you, you've uh, you, you've worked hard to to balance off the, the horrible stuff I talked about last week. And um, they, they, they're they wonderful, tough, beautiful ladies, and they're they are coming out of it. But I've done well just by getting up and, and walking all the time. Uh, that, that's helped. And I, I think, I, although this is not a show about COVID, but if you if you do get that, I, I, I recommend, and lots of uh, people I've talked to recommend, get up and move. Uh, try, to, try to walk as much as you can, breathe a lot, and keep your lungs clear. Anyway, uh, that's helped for me. But anyway, today I was walking. Today, today, today I was walking. And I, I walk in uh, neighborhoods, as most of you know, uh, looking for vehicles, keeping that head on a swivel, like I said a minute ago. And uh, today I, I walked past a, a house that had two vehicles in the driveway, one next to the driveway, one in the driveway. And they've They've been there for I don't know how long. I've been past them I don't know how many times. I've left at least at least a dozen of my I buy cars, uh, business cards, uh, 
and I've, I've left, I've stuck my post-it notes on the window. Um, and the reason is, is these are, they jumped out at me. Um, the, uh, the truck, there's a truck. It, it's a, a 2001 Toyota pickup truck is dirty. It's been sitting there. A couple of the tires are pretty much rotten, but they still got air in them. Um, and there's a Subaru wagon and it, it it's got some, uh, it's, it, it's, it needs some body work, but it's mostly plastic stuff that I can do. Uh, I can grab the parts and put them back on it, that easy stuff. And, and, uh, the rest of it solid. And, um, I, like I said, I've left at least a dozen cars. Be persistent, be persistent. Today I was walking by again and I met the owner and he's out there in his yard. And I finally made my pitch. He wasn't a real friendly guy. Um, but I'll tell you what, I finally got a chance to make the pitch, and I bought them both for eight hundred dollars. A, a 08 Subaru wagon, an 01 Toyota pickup truck. Uh, I can't remember the name of the damn thing. It's a, the little was it Tacoma, the little one. Um, plus, okay, and I'm gonna make some money on those. You know that. I'll, we'll worry about that those dollars later, but. Be persistent. Plus, I put an offer in on the house to boot. Now, the house will this house will sell for between two twenty and two hundred fifty thousand dollars, even at an auction, which is something that I'll talk about a little bit more later. Uh, not not today. We're not going to talk about that today, but. Uh, this is something that, that I'm kind of excited about these, these uh, auctions, real estate auctions and car auctions and estate auctions. And I think I've mentioned it before. But we'll talk about that more, but current in the current real estate climate as of today, today, today is October 5th, 2021. And things are crazy in the car business. That's why I'm out looking for cars because it's hard to buy them. It's crazy in the real estate business because people are paying money for stuff and they're selling it. I saw a house the other day in a, uh, I think it was in New York. Uh, it had been in a horrible fire and people had still were offering hundreds of thousands of dollars for this house. Of course, that real estate's location, location, location. Well, anyway, 220 to 250 is what this house will sell for. I know, I know things. Told you I'm old. I know things. Well, I offered him 175. He did not say no. He did not say no. And then, <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about, folks. That's what I'm talking about. Man, I mentioned my son, Alex, during the intro there. And I know I talked about Alex last week, too. And uh, I appreciate some nice things that folks have said to me. Uh, during the last week, and I and I apologize a little bit for last week's uh, brief episode and and for where where I was at when I recorded it. But I appreciate you letting me be myself and be straight with you because I felt it was important, and that led me to this. That led me to what I'm talking about today, and this is going to be better than ever. My son Alex is my younger son. Uh, he is funny artistic he, he drew a comic strip for a publication that i used to have <laughs> and it was funny it was funny uh he was a musician he was he was growing to be a musician played the guitar and 
And uh, he was a lot like his dad, creative, a great storyteller. And and that's what Alex would do. Even when he was a little boy, we'd tell we'd tell stories. My his brother and and myself and and Alex would tell tell stories as we traveled a lot, as we drove in the car. And we'd do this thing where I'd start the t- story, or my son Tony would start the story, and and then and then, and and he had to jump in and say and then. And he'd continue that story. He'd continue that story in a different direction or take it in the same direction. And the funny thing was when Alex was just a little guy, he loved to use that and then to completely change the world. So we had built one world and within an instant, he'd say, and then, and he'd just destroy everything that we had built in our story. It was a little frustrating, (laughs) but it was... It's so funny looking back. Alex died. He died when he was 17 years old. That's about 18 years ago. And and as you know, as you know, without knowing, you know, that broke my heart. It just ripped us all apart. And uh, part of me died that day. But I always knew, I always knew a better solution would be that part of Alex would live on in me instead of just letting part of me die. And it did. It, it has. It, it, I, I became a musician after that. I, I'd always written songs, but I learned how to play the guitar and I learned how to play music and I wrote songs and I uh, I became a musician uh, in my comic strip. Uh, some of you have probably seen Defumi, the comic strip that I I drew and draw occasionally still. Uh, and it was it was something I know Alex would have loved. He he would have probably taken his and then and switched things around on me sometimes, but but the same kind of thing. Alex living through me and in my writing and in my storytelling, uh, and and in how I have lived these past eighteen years. Um, you know, I, I, one thing it made me recognize is that life is not promised, and unfortunately, a lot of us have have, have learned this. A lot of us have learned this from this COVID-19, maybe even more so than other times, but always, always life is not promised. So I learned to make the most of opportunities for me, but also for others. For others, that is such an important thing. And have fun. So as I was saying, that's what's coming. That is what's coming. It'll be more beneficial than ever before. It will expand what we've been doing on Flipping Genius and help us all reach our bigger goals and have an even better time. And I'm so excited about it. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful to my son, Alex, for teaching me that lesson all those years ago and all that time that we spent together when he'd say, and then, and then, and then I want to talk about another thing. I want to talk to you about another, another thing about 17, about being 17. And, uh, eh, you know, the crazy thing is some of you guys are out there listening to me and you are 17 and God bless you. It's so cool. It's so cool that I can 
whisper in your ear and maybe help you make some money right out of the chute. And I, some of you aren't 17 yet. And some of you are, are dumb like me and didn't learn the lesson that I'm going to teach you right now when you were 17, just like I didn't, just like I did. But somebody asked me the question. They said, if you could go back and, and talk to your 17-year-old self and tell him something important that would change your life, what would it be? What would it be? And I thought about it. And I thought about it and I came up with an answer that, man, I wish I could have done this. <laughs> Ask for help. Ask for help. Now, I'm not done. I'm not done with this little lesson. See, my dad wouldn't. God bless my dad. He was a, he was a man's man and he was a good man and he worked hard and he didn't ask for help. That's not what he did. He did it himself. If there was four feet of snow on the ground and he fell and broke his leg, my dad would have been out there trying to shovel it himself. He'd probably cuss his sons for not helping. <laughs> and we would have helped. I know we would have. But my dad wouldn't ask for help. Um, but there was a next door neighbor. And I, I don't know where Mr. Brenneman's at. I hope he's alive and well and uh, living a good life. He's a little bit older than me, probably 20 years older than me, maybe 30 years older than me. I don't know. <laughs> He's pretty old probably now. Anyway, Mr. Brenneman lived next door. And uh, and I, I was driving this old car that I bought from my dad, and that's a whole other story. And I may have even told this story before, but like a big dummy, like most dumb 17-year-olds, I think I was around 17, 16, 17, I had this 67 Pontiac Executive Station Wagon. And like most dummies back then, I, I was more interested in, in beer money than I was in, in changing the oil or doing anything on my vehicle. I just keep driving it until it wouldn't drive anymore. And I can I got more stories about that old wagon uh, of me doing that that with it. And I was, boy, I was stupid back then. But anyway, this particular story is about the brakes. Uh, the brakes would not, I could, I was fixing them myself, which all of you know that I'm not a fixer, but I I was saving money so I could buy more beer and I, my car wouldn't stop anymore. So I had to put some brakes on it. And we found that, that I, I, could, I, I was following this little manual and I could not get the shoes off of, you know, the, the uh, the, the drums. <laughs> I'll probably say the wrong thing, but they were stuck. The shoes were stuck. They were locked inside of the drum because I had worn them that far. And I did not know what to do. Uh, I, I think I mentioned it to my dad and he had some fine words for me to say. I was out in the street trying to do this. Anyway, I went and asked Mr. Brenneman and Mr. Brenneman, he is a really nice guy. He came out and helped me. And he, he, he said, man, I was, I did the same stupid thing before. And I think he even fessed up and said he did it for beer money. You know, he, he had not fixed his car for the same stupid reason I was doing. And Mr. Brenneman showed me how to, how to reach behind there. And we, we were able to, uh, loosen some some things and get the the brake shoes off and he even showed me how to take the new brake shoes and put them right into the old brake uh the, the old brake drum there <laughs> which is not something anybody listening to the podcast should ever do don't ever listen to me when it comes to how to repair vehicles 
uh, I go to Dennis Johnson Auto Repair. By the way, Dennis, I'm sorry. I don't think I mentioned you last week. Uh, but Dennis does my work. You know that. But at this time, when I was 17, I was doing myself my job myself, and I was saving money by not doing it right. And I did not do it right. Um, when we were done, though, my car stopped. It would stop again, and I was able to drive again. And I believe I went to the store, got Mr. Brenneman some beer, and gave him that in exchange for him helping me. Uh, I hope I did. It's been a long time ago, so I don't know. But I hope I did something for his help because I, I do I did appreciate it. I still appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Roger. Roger Brenneman. I hope I hope you're you're doing great because I Matt, that was a that was a big help to me. But see, here's the part. Here's the part. You're thinking, Randy, what are you talking to me about this? Here's the part. Yeah, I said ask for help. But what I should have done, what I should have done is not just bought Mr. Brenneman some beer. I should have built that relationship because here's a man that was willing to help me. He knew more than I did, and he's willing to help me. And I should have built that relationship and looked for opportunities to team up with Mr. Brenneman and look for opportunities that would benefit him because he was a good man. He he wasn't necessarily a man of great means or knowledge, but he had more knowledge than I did, and I could have benefited from that knowledge. Now, I learned this. I did learn this eventually. I didn't learn it then when I was 17. I don't think I learned it any time soon around then to the extent that I know it now. I learned, but it took me quite a few years. And and if I could have learned it at a at age 17, like the question, what would I have taught somebody? If I could have taught myself that, to ask for help and then network with those people that help you. If I could have really learned how to network and how to ask for help and how to pay it forward and pay it backward, I could have made millions of dollars in more money had tons more fun and so many more opportunities and helped a lot more people. Believe me, that is a big, big motivator for me. And I hope it is for a lot of you too, but helping other people is awesome. It is an awesome thing to be able to do. And we'll talk about that more as we go further into this and then venture because I, I I just think it's so cool that what we can do as car flippers, business people, for other people. And then, <laughs> speaking of helping other people, that is what the Car Flipping Forum is all about. It absolutely is. If you aren't a member, join today. It's free. Just search Flipping Genius on Facebook groups. It is probably the first of our groups that will come up it's blue it's a blue group not a red group all the other groups are red groups except for maybe the one in austin texas i think might be orange but uh uh, look for the blue group the flipping genius car flipping forum it is free to join free always free um and just uh, you just answer a couple questions and I've got to approve you, but you'll be in if you just answer a couple questions. Um, Because it's not my goal to keep you out. It's just one of I want to keep people out who are stealing people's identities. 
then follow the directions, follow the follow the uh, the rules there, which are pretty strict, pretty pretty straightforward. Um, and if you are already a member, or once you become a member, share share your ideas, share your questions, ask for help, <laughs> share your techniques, share whatever, just share. And like I said, don't be afraid to ask for help. They, then look for ways to pay it back and pay it forward. This stuff is is fun, folks. It really is. And I wish I could have taught my 17-year-old self this stuff back then because I would be so much smarter. But bam, I'm laying it on you right now. And I hope, I hope everybody listening to Flipping Genius today will take this to the bank, man. Hey, let's work together. Let's make some money. Let's all become flipping geniuses. And then.